caption on that picture is the best part, though. That's what I think. <laughs> Just your average, gritty, high-motor white guy. <laughs> Here's the Don't thing, man. Don't worry, we got the caption ready. Here's the thing, man, with that is, you know, break down football for white people, okay? Welcome to another episode of Dre in the Neighborhood. I'm your host, Dre, and today I'm trying to figure out how the hell I got a, par- a prairie in my whole neighborhood. Turns out, we got the boys in here. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to welcome y'all to our guests in the neighborhood. We got the prairie boys. We got Chase and Nick in the building just chilling. How y'all boys doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us on. You know, we got a listen of your first episode, and I loved it, man, with uh, our good boy, Jaron, you know, and then we got... we. Got together and we're gonna do a collab. You know, we'll be on yours, you'll be on ours, and of course, man, excited to be on this, bro. You know, I was, it's just crazy how I'm just chilling. You know, it's snowing. I think you know, plan for snow, but next thing you know, I turn around, I just see like just tall grass everywhere. I'm just like, how is this possible? We're in the city. Should have been the city, and next thing there's a whole prairie and stuff. But it turns out it's just y'all two, yeah. which you know is always welcome in the neighborhood. We love diversity and stuff, and y'all my boys. Exactly, man. bro. Boys. Man. Always great. It's always great. You know, it's going to be an interesting episode. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of a lot of good things. We're going to talk about some funny football stories, of course. We got to talk about that with ballers and stuff. We're also going to talk about some funny moments as well. Talk about how much of a stud this whole group of men in this studio is. And, you know, everybody, daughter that's looking for a you know, husband or, like, I don't know, a baby daddy just hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. But for real, though, maybe. Maybe maybe maybe, 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 maybe. Nick gets lonely at night, ladies. Hey, Nick, Nick gets lonely, y'all. <laughs> maybe. That's what he's looking for. That's what we're looking for. All right, y'all. So I just want y'all boys to pay attention to the screen because we'll go down memory lane. And I went on to the old-fashioned um, Instagram, and I discovered some interesting pictures. So I got some questions for y'all boys. Um, go through here. First picture. Look at this. Well, pal. Oh, yeah, that's bro. The, that's the big scoop. That's the junior college days, man. All right, man. Trace, go ahead and let us know. You know, you come from Alabama, and they're playing Juca at Hutchinson Community College. Go ahead and let us know. What's your favorite moment at Hutch? <clears throat> My favorite moment with, at Hutch would definitely have to be, okay, so this is, it, it's, you know, people go through, you go through the junior college circuit, and there's just a lot of weird stuff that happens. And I would say probably the, it was funny, but it was also weird, so... Actually, it was three games before this. We were playing Highland Community College at home, and our coach got ejected from the game. So, <laughs> yeah, got ejected. It, it was chaos. It was like he had – yeah, he was just a – he was a fool sometimes. And <clears throat> we win that game, but if a coach gets ejected, it's the same thing for a player. Like, you got to sit out the next week. Okay, so we're thinking, like, our line coach became, like, the interim head coach – but the whole deal with what our head coach did was he couldn't be on the sideline or in the stadium, but he still came to the game. And what they did was is they set up he set up the stream in his car and they gave him a headset because he was also our defensive coordinator. And he was sitting there in his car making the defensive calls as he's watching the live stream <laughs> with the headset on. And, like, it was just like he would start yelling at people and you could hear it. Because, <laughs> like, the way we were playing at Coffeeville and the way the parking lot is set up, like, dude had the windows rolled down, and you could hear him, like, screaming and yelling. <laughs> but. And it did. It, junior college is a funny thing, man. But, 
Yeah, dude, that, that picture, that was when I was in my prime. I mean, I was huge then, man. The caption on that picture is the best part, though. That's oh. what I think. <laughs> Just your average, gritty, high-motor white guy. <laughs> Here's the said, thing, Don't man. worry, we got the caption ready. Here's the thing, man, with that is, you know, break down football for white people, okay? For white people. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is what I'll say, you know? You don't, you know, white people, we're not, we're not blessed with the, you know, the God-given talent, like the speed and all this. But what we can do is the intangibles that you don't put on paper, you know. <laughs> the the, the, a nine-to-fiver, nine to the, the average gritty high-motor white guy, okay? He's gritty. He's going to go out there and he's going to grind his tail off. He is, doesn't get tired. Like, you ever see some of the, those, those white guys in the league? They're out there just playing every snap. I mean, look at the Bengals' uh, defensive end. What's that dude's name? Like Hendrickson or something? Yeah. That dude against the Chiefs, man's running all around the field and, like, you know, making plays and stuff. That just they full, would just funnel back into Full him. effort. Full effort. Full effort. And then, you know, high football IQ, but God-given talent, absolutely zero. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing screams gritty white guy like a beard you're trying to stu- stuff into a chin strap. Well, this is <laughs> – I can just see this, this picture is, is – let's see if I can zoom in. Look at that. Man. That's this a man look, right there. That's a man. That's man. intangibles. That's but, what intangibles that's, looks like. That's the what was that the Riddell three hundred and sixty? Yeah, oh, bro. That's the concussion. Here's the <laughs> thing though, we didn't have the Hutch. We don't we don't send our helmets back. They just you know we don't recondition them or anything. So, <laughs> bro, this the padding helmet. in that was absolutely zero concussion, <laughs> not concussion proof at all. Bro, that helmet. I remember in high school, my high school quarterback had that helmet. We were playing Stevenson at Hoffer Stadium. That stadium. Because in DeKalb County, you'll have, like, county stadiums and mm-hmm. stuff. Only, like, private schools probably had their own stadiums, which wasn't that many. So we're going playing at Hoffer Stadium. has turf. That's the difference. Like, it's nice. That's when playing on turf was special. Like, oh, right. we got to play on turf. Oh, it's a wrap. We're playing at Hoffer. We got dual bleachers. I'm like, oh, it's a wrap. Stevenson's, they're good. They're very good <laughs> high school team and stuff. Um, high school-wise, I mean, they're just a hallway in general. So you're from Stevenson High School. Yeah, you basically go to school in the hallway. Right. Anywho. So we're playing, and I just remember I was at guard. I'm at right guard my senior year, and I'm blocking this one dude. There's two D, um, D tackles I have to go against. Loki, both of them was good. One of them was actually pretty big, big, and the other one was like a good size, a good technique. But I was holding my own, just like, you know, I'm feeling right. myself. I'm holding my own and stuff. I really shouldn't be doing this, but, hey, you know, I'll take it, man. You know, I'm doing what I got to do. I just remember my quarterback. I forgot what the play was. My quarterback basically like ran out the pocket. He had he had time. The pocket was there. He just ran out. You know, quarterbacks just run out, right? Selfishness. Yeah, he runs out. I just remember. I don't know if it's a safety or a linebacker. Just peeled off so fast and just like speared him. CTE central. Ex- well, <laughs> like instant CTE. I just remember he's on the ground. I can hear it. I'm blocking my dude. I just hear like, a, mm, and my dude stopped. He was like, damn. I was like, yo, what happened? I'm like, ooh. Bro, so, those are the weirdest moments when that happens. Like, you just look down, and you're like, are you okay? Like, you know a dude just died, and you're like, like, I remember when we played Southwestern, and Nick got popped one time, and Nick's just laying on the ground, and I just walk up to him, and like, are you okay? <laughs> I was not okay. We'll, no, we'll, we'll live back then. <laughs> so I remember um, Harrison gets up, and he's trying to walk to the sideline, right? Mm-hmm. And Jen, our athletic trainer, shout out to Jen, just – amazing person she's asking like is everything okay where are you at and he was like i'm at the baseball game i was like <laughs> i was like he got yeah. knocked into the spring bro. i was like oh it's a wrap i'm like it's i'm like trey trey's our receiver I'm like trey get that qb 
We ain't gonna win this game, but he just got concussed. I felt bad, but I was just like, bro, you you could have easily just stayed in the pocket. You didn't have to roll out. You could have stayed in the pocket and been safe. You rolled out. You didn't even get close to the line of scrimmage. Moment he rolled out, that linebacker he better be D one. I don't know his name, but he had to be D one because he met him. But he met him behind the yard of scrimmage and smacked him. I'm just like, bro, this is. That's when you look at him though, and you're like, dude, that's your fault. You should have stayed. You know what else happened? We didn't even finish the game because it was a fight. <laughs> oh, dude, we <laughs> it was a team fight. It was okay. a team fight. The game didn't even finish then. The game didn't even finish, but the fight happened like later on in the game because one of my players used to play there at Stevenson, and I think like he got blasted or like somebody threw like turf in his eyes and stuff. <laughs> Something happened. I just remember like they just started like scrapping. There was like a fight, and they just like ended the game. So the game score was like thirty-four to seven. Dude, I had okay. That since we're on the whole, since we're still kind of on the junior college thing, here's my my second favorite story in junior oh, college, <laughs> and it involves a fight, the a big fight. This is the first time I've ever been in a fight in a football game. So we're you know <clears throat> in the Jayhawk conference, like the the biggest rivalry game in the Jayhawk conference would have to be Hutch versus Butler, just because like we're 30 minutes apart from each other. So like we would get some of their guys, they would get some of our guys, and stuff like that. And at the time in this game, <clears throat> we were ranked number one and they were ranked number two in the country. And so we're playing. We, we got the game well done. Like, it's a wrap. We beat them. Uh, we t- uh, our defense goes out, makes a stop. Uh, they go it's, – it's and it was – you know, they had the ball last, so, they, you know, Hail Mary, all that stuff. Well, we go out on the field to, like, celebrate after we win because it's like, you know, a buzzer beater in basketball. You go celebrate with your dudes. Well, I'm sitting there with my buddy. Uh, his, name, his name's Kale. He's a tight end. And we're sitting there, like, dapping each other up, hugging and stuff, because we just, you know, we just beat the number two team in the country. And, you know, you think when a game like that, you're like, oh, we're going to the national championship. Well, <clears throat> so we, we're celebrating. I turn around, and I see our defensive end who plays at K-State now. He goes to talk to one of their dudes. And, like, you remember that old video of when Trent Williams played for Washington? And oh, Richard yeah. Sherman came up to him, and he punched He's him in the face? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what happened. And when that happened, a whole brawl just erupts around me. And you can go watch the clip on YouTube towards the end of the game. And it's just like, I'm in the middle of it. And it is, when I mean it, so there's a brawl in football, it's chaos. Like, you're getting helmets. Like, I got hit with a helmet in the head, uh, <laughs> hit in the back. And then all, if you watch the video, it's just like, for like the first minute, they're definitely winning the fight. And then all of us realize what's going on. And you just see us absolutely just take them from the 50 and push them all the way back to the end zone. Like, we were beating Dude. the hell out of them. <laughs> And that was, like, honestly, like, we could have, half of our team could have went to jail that day for <laughs> assault and probably attempted murder. <laughs> Definitely with some real gladiator stuff going on it right was, there. It was, bro. Why that remind me of, what season was it? Was it the first season or second season of Last Chance You? With second. It was, second. Ju- it was just like that, except <laughs> our coaches weren't involved. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the Here's coaches. The thing. Our head coach tried to break it up, and th- this is when you knew it was going to go to chaos. Our head coach is in the middle trying to break it up. Well, as I'm going in, I'm seeing him. He just bolts out. And I'm like, oh, my God. There's no law right now. Like, it was the purge. (laughs) (laughs) It's just straight up scrapping. It's grown men hitting so Oh, we were thugging it out, bro. You you ever get hit with a football helmet in the head? It ain't fun, dude. Lock everyone in the Coliseum, and whoever comes out out last, let the the spoils go to the victor. Dude, the the dude that hit me was like 6'5", and all I remember is I just see a helmet go up in the air like this, a big, muscular, long-ass 
black arm and came and struck me in the head. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, dude, I didn't even play that much this game. Why you got to do that to me? <laughs> oh, you got Mason Rudolph? Yeah, I got Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yes, I did. Dang, but that's tragic, man. I wouldn't know what to do. Just I just see somebody yeah, just swinging a helmet at me. I'm just like, bro. Dude, it was, I blacked out after that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, bro. I was sick, man. Like, you get out and recover, and then you got to immediately jump back in because your boys are in it. So, you know, ride or die for the boys. <laughs> for the boys, man. Football I, football fights just, do, just don't make sense in general. You think about it. Most fights that happen, you already, automatically, this is what you see. Just somebody just swing at the face. I'm just like, bro, come and, on now. And they got a face mask on. Yeah, the always. face mask and the helmet. I'm just like, you're not going to punch so hard to where he feels in his head. Go ahead, break your hand, bro. It's like that helmet is meant to prevent stuff. It might not, but it prevents. It's going to prevent a punch. Yeah, oh, for sure. Certainly. It's going to prevent. Unless you got small hands, you can sneak between like the face. Like exactly. The, the like start raking eyes. Unless you could do that, like, bro, you're just not, man. Just go for body shots. And then half the dudes in there don't know how to fight, so they just look stupid. They just start wrestling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so like, you got full, full gear and that's, on, and, and that's how you know somebody doesn't have, have no hands. They start grabbing, be like, "Oh, this man weak. This man can't fight. He's trying to wrestle." <laughs> <laughs> this is what y'all do with y'all hood, y'all wrestle. Oh, here we go. No, bro, we don't do that on the prairie. Uh, yeah, it's a little, we, we a little, little more frisky out here. <laughs> we take him, we take him behind the shed and just go toe to toe until somebody, <laughs> you know, until we agree and move just, on. Just duke it out. Exactly. Like, just throwing dukes. Like, run, put him up. Put him up. Put him up. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. If I'm correct, we got, um, I did my research on Alls, man. It's going to be next, man. You this did some is digging for this one. Yeah, this one, I ain't going to lie. I seen it, and I really started crying my eyes out and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I was like 16, all right? And this what the, what the hell is wrong with your hands? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, to, I'm like, yo, are those braids? I don't know what those are, man. man yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I had my I had my hair braided back. That was actually a track meet that morning, and it was like raining. It was hella cold that morning, and the night before I was like, I'm gonna do something to my hair. And like I like braided my hair a couple of times before that, but not not really, especially not like I do now. And so that was like probably like the second or third time I'd ever braided my hair, and they're all like kind of like janky and sideways, and it really looked like someone took a tractor right and just drove over the top of my head. Bro, just zoom. Let's. <laughs> Let's just look at this. Dude. Bruh. Hey. It's not that much hair. No, especially on the top. Yeah, there wasn't very much hair at all. <laughs> the sides were all super short. Yeah. Right. And I see, like, a bulge, like, near the left and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm seeing I'm just like, gosh, man, I got to bring this up. I just want to hear like, this just needs explanations. Right? Like, <laughs> they're, 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 the explanation is that I got I got friends that, that that let me go out the house like that. That's that's the explanation. What? Hold I don't on. Know, I don't I think it's some cliche comment or something about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Deter- the caption, ladies and gentlemen, is determination, folks. If- you was to see this picture. 16-year-old Nick Olsen was definitely a poet. At the track meet, he's in most likely what, the 100. The two. Part, that one's the a two, two. So yeah. 200. He's in the blocks and stuff. And oh. you just. <laughs> I would I would like it to be known I did win that race, though. So so it, it was justified. You want to know how he won that race? Because all those guys got to the starting line. And they're like, what the hell is wrong with this dude's head? <laughs> they're just like stunned. Like, what is this? Like, it makes no it's just like, sir, go. And they're still looking like, I just don't know what I looked at. Dude, 
What the? What? This is. From that day on, Stoner Nick was born. Man, Put, that was. <laughs> Stoner Nick wasn't even around yet. His ego had not even been created. That's uh. Somebody need to put this in the huddle chat. You, you get know, that, bro. Let's put this I, on the neighborhood. I'm not in the huddle chat no more. But let's you put know this what? on the neighborhood Instagram page. Oh, this is, oh, this is definitely the fan. Let, let the let, let the listeners decide. Exactly. <laughs> is, top take, com- a, take a poll. Top comment wins. When this when this episode's dropped, this picture will be <laughs> dropped as well, so you can see what we're talking about. Because it's just, you know what, you know what you should do. I would like I would I would like to mention the shoulder definition there. That that's that's that can distract you away from the awfulness that is my uh, hair. I saw the I saw the <laughs> You look like the great value version of Riff Raff. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Man. You gotta bring Riff Raff into it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Bruh, look, look at the positive. Look at the positive. Look at the positive. Right, okay, so Besides the hair, one th- so you did track. Yeah, that yeah, great. yeah. So because you did track, this is when we talk about Cato football. Right? Oh, man. We all play at Kansas West University. I've gone on Osmond multiple times about his speed or lack of speed when it comes to playing running back. He has had multiple times to take it to the house from very far distance. And next thing you know, he gets hawked. So I have three examples. First example and the most um, notorious one is 2020, it was like a practice. Oh, and yeah, yeah. It was pan to left. I was at right guard, and I pulled. Sully screaming, following me. So I'm like, I got to get Sully. But he screamed, like, outside of me. I was able to get the good block. I see Osmond just hit it, and he's gone. I'm like, yes! I'm like, okay, great block drill. Just here we go. Let's see Osmond score. Next thing you know, you just keep on watching. I'm just like, did he score? I'm running full speed to celebrate with him with the touchdown. Everyone's celebrating. Like, then... Everybody. He gets tackled. <laughs> and I'm like, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. I, in my defense, I did get run down by the fastest man in the state of Kansas. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him five. I'll give him five. <laughs> if you watch the film, angles matter in football. They do. And this man, Lane, had a terrible angle and he, still hocked him. Straight. It was, it was a straight line. There, yeah. was, there was no angle. <laughs> you know what it is. That's what we talked about earlier, being a white guy. Speed. That's but, a God-given talent. He has none of it. But what? But if you've seen Lane, come on. We, Lane's like peak. Lane's a white Tyreek Hill. Because what is Lane? Is he from uh, he's, Kansas? Yeah, he's, he's, he actually grew up seven miles from my house. He's peak Kansas, but have you seen how <laughs> Lane looked? Okay. You do not think that. You've seen, you seen how he looked. So for the fact, I don't know, because he's fast. Like he's stupid fast and stuff. Dumb fast, like ten. And I seen him burn. I seen him burn every race in this world. So I don't even unless if he's a special case, unless if he's a special case, I don't know about this statement. We have to change the statement. He might be. If it if it's you, if it's you, the stereotype fits you. Man, you need to fix that because that's just one example. What's I, the other example? I, well, I would like I would like to mention that this this fall I did battle hamstring injuries for uh, a majority uh, of the year. Here we go. So, here we go. So, so that does prevent my top end speed per se. Whatever. But mm-hmm. there was there was speed. the sixty five yard run against Tabor. I got hawked on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the other one. I was there was a forty one yard run against Mac. I scored on, but I got hawked on that one too. <laughs> Um, he got hawked against Bethel. Dude came all the way from across the field. 
I, what? Oh, okay. What? <laughs> no. Okay, yes. that Come was. Come on. Across the field. Across the field. Come on. I, yeah, that one was bad. <laughs> that was a 41-yard run. I got hawked down. Um, and then there's the Avila run. Where oh, I, yeah. I bounced around the side for like 30 and got hawked. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, my gosh. Bro. Same thing. Across the field. <laughs> I, I got chase down speed is what I like to call it. I ain't got get away from the cop speed. I got chase down speed. They're two different two different visuals. You got, there, are, I'm a there, are, there are two different speeds. <laughs> but it's like, bro, one thing I said was we need speed training for our running backs. Because <laughs> we had two running backs that was getting play time. And neither one of them could create separation to say they only one. That's a freshman running back named Mark, who's basically a muscular thumb. That actually had good... <laughs> That actually had getaway speed. Well, I ain't gonna lie, buddy knows how to like turn on the turbos. Hey, I've still remember the run. I know the run against on Tabor when he bounced it out, and I'm like, oh snap, we running. That's the fastest I ever ran in my life. My like, God, get this block. I gotta get this block and stuff. I'm on full speed. I'm like, dang, this boy is moving fast. I didn't have a good angle to get buddy, but also the receiver could have easily blocked the guy in front of him. Exactly. So it wasn't a touchdown. But he had getaway speed. He probably he probably the fastest person I've ever played with outside of Lane Peters. Yeah. I don't know who actually, but you put those two on a track and line them up. You might, might have to flip a coin to see who wins that race. Oh, Mark we can't we can't leave out on Javon Macon. Oh, Javon Macon, yeah. We two. can't forget about that little speedy mice right there. Little road runner. Speedy mice. <laughs> meet me. That man, that man got a different speed too. We should just just hit them all, all three of them, and be like, hey yo, line them up. Like we got a big race, charity race right here. All right. Whoever wins gets like a hundred dollar group group on. Fuck, we don't have to Here give more than a hundred dollars. I'd bring a lawn chair to support for sure. A lawn chair. I'd camp out. I don't. I would tailgate for that event. I don't know who I'd go for in that race. I know it would be hard, man. I want. I I, I want to pick my boy Lane, but I'd have to ride with ride with Mark. Mark would be the one I'm riding with on that one. Ride with Mark. God, but it's hard to betting his making too. I don't say making out that speed speed. When he gets going, you ain't catching. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. thing. When he gets going. It's going to come down to who gets the best start out of the blocks. Yeah. That's basically how it's going to be. Because it's not like any of them really got, like, a long stride and stuff. No, they all, they're, they're all, they're all short. the same. They're all, like, five, they're all short. So it's just straight, like, it was arm pump. Just straight speed off the rip. Ain't no stride going to be happening. It's going to see some, You know how Tyreek Hill be running? Dude. That's basically how Mark's going to be running. It's like, okay, we'll talk about, we'll talk about how people run. Like, have you guys ever watched Saquon Barkley run? He runs, like... You guys ever watch Toy Story when Woody runs and his arms are just yes. kind of going everywhere? When Saquon Barkley runs, that's what his arms do. They just go everywhere. Arms just flare out. Like, so. dude, like, they talk about being trained to run, you know, your elbow go back and everything, mm. all that. No, Saquon, it's a different breed. His arms are just swinging everywhere. He's just running, man. And that's really – what's funny when it comes, like, the track and uh, swimming coaches, they'll actually tell, like – they always say it all the time, like, a lot of people just know – just run. Nobody actually knows how to properly run. Mm-hmm. So when they break down the mechanics, I'm just like, I don't see none of that. I seen people somehow, someone keep the arms like just swinging there, neutral, yeah. and just running, <clears throat> or they just like, Ugh, like stiff and stuff. I'm just like, bro, this is really comedy and stuff. Exactly. Like coordination is just not there. Stiff as a board. Stiff as a board. Not that much of an athlete. They don't want to make a play. <laughs> just, moment's too big. Just piss on the leg. You know, hey, my, what other, okay, we just, is it just a roast on Osman? I feel like we should just roast Osman. We can do whatever. Osman can take it. Um, he can take it. Skin. 
I well, mean, if you're going to do your hair like that, you got to be able to take it. Osman, man, I'm just going to say this. What's we, up? What's up? We've been messing, I've been messing with Osman about this game for the longest. You know exactly what game we're talking about. Hope we have a clip of it. I don't got, I don't got no clips of it. We're going to still keep this picture up. What would this Nick right here, young Nick, say to Southwestern Nick after seeing like them? Yeah, like what would he say? Man, he'd have, he'd have looked at me and been like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? What's the plan? This this was the plan? This what we on? That's probably that's probably what 16-year-old Nick. He'd have been very, very confused. He'd have been like, you you would you first off, he'd have been like, you're playing NAIA football and this is this is all that's happening for you? Like, this Dang. is all you got going on? Yeah. Sixteen year old me would have been not 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 proud, I should say. I ain't gonna lie, you just get this home by sixteen year old Nick. With those braids, you know you're down bad. Sixteen year old Nick thought he was going D one. Let me let me let let me tell you. That kid that kid thought he was going places. <laughs> Not with that hair. <laughs> but if you pull up your freshman year with that hairstyle, I ain't gonna lie. That's just roll up the campus with that. They're gonna be but, like, this kid like, is this, on <laughs> They just going. Um that's that that probably is one of the the worst uh the worst things I ever did to my hair. Like hundred and ten percent. That was one of the worst. I braided my hair a lot, but that was one of the worst ones because I do it all the time now. Bad and life decision. It looked pretty good. You can't. You can't tell me. I get. I get like people. People mistake me for Post Malone, for Riff Raff, and I'm just. I'm just out here taking all the publicity because there's no such thing as bad publicity. All publicity is good publicity. I, I ain't never heard anybody say you know, like Post Malone. I've never heard that either. You haven't heard the Post Malone references? You're, you're nah. making that up in your head. Uh-uh. I get, I, get the, I, get, I get called generic Post Malone On this Post podcast, Malone all we the tell the truth. On ours, you don't have to tell the truth, but on this one, you tell the truth. <laughs> I've never heard I'm tell, no I'm telling the neighborhood what's good. Ain't, no, ain't nobody from the neighborhood. You know what? <laughs> you if, we, if we're in the neighborhood and people saw you walking down the street with that, they're bringing all their kids inside and saying, this is what drugs does to you, kids. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, the neighborhood go have a whole road session, man. The cave and that's mm. That's <laughs> like we got other picture and stuff. It's not really an IG picture, it's just a little screenshot. Like I said, this is the we got the open prairie podcast boys in the building. If I'm correct, this is your first episode, right? Well, okay, so we have a we have a couple more on Spotify, but this one was yeah. This the this only one I mean not on Spotify time. on SoundCloud, but yeah. This was a our introduction to uh, Spotify. Spotify in the pod, pod world, really. The thing that's just interesting to me is the title, The Pressing Pod. Yes, bro. <laughs> that was a rough week, bro. Don't even... Oh, I can't even relive that week, man. I had lost money on the finals. Ah. Um, <laughs> that was when when the, the sports world, you felt bad for being an athlete. Because what was that girl's name that went to LSU that was a track star? No, not so. Oh, Shakira Richardson. Yeah, she, yeah Me and my buddy, when we did this, we were at home doing this. We went on like a 30-minute rant of how that girl got screwed out of the Olympics after all, after all that BS. Because at the time, there was like, it was her and some Russian girl got into trouble. She got in trouble for smoking a, a joint a month before, you know, the drug test. The other girl got busted with PDs. Oh, yeah. But the other girl, you know, I mean, she's a white Russian girl. And, like, you know, they just kind of bypassed that. But they persecuted that poor girl. I mean, and, and let's be honest. Like, weed is legal now. Like, it's, I mean, and yeah, I'm, not in Kansas, but, like, everywhere else. Like, it's not a big deal. To me, it's like, but if you got no room to talk, if you still allow tobacco that has a history and proof of giving you lung cancer and can yeah. kill you, 
Like you, you trip over weed. I'm just like, bro, tobacco. Like, dude, that crap with that with that that poor girl, man. Because think about this. Like, we we play football, okay? Yeah, we don't get a lot of games to play, but think about being like an Olympic athlete. You train for f- four years just to. I mean, like Usain Bolt said, you know, I train four years, three hundred and sixty-five days, yeah. four times to run nine nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Just a couple, like a like, couple seconds off your time, and the fact that like that was stripped away from that girl, like in in that Olympics. I'm sorry, the, the chick she who got the gold medal in track, yeah. should not like she she knows that if that girl was there, she would have lost. Uh, it okay, okay, okay. better, it better, yeah. Right. Who, who won it? Fraser Price is that who won the I Olympics? I think it's Fraser Price. Now I love Shakari. But she can't touch them Jamaicans yet. It had been close. Not yet. Been not yet. Well, they, no, because well, they did have they, a race. They ran at the world championships did, a couple months later. Because they did. So Carrie, she's going to have a great career. But and she did have the she fastest gotta, time like, in the world keep before on training. that. Because yeah. it's not easy. Because when you got people that are in their prime, like, she, like when you got people in their prime, it's hard to knock somebody off in their prime. Like, nobody touched Usain Bolt yeah. in his prime. I agree. But here, like, it's just, I'm, I'm a big, what I'm a big guy with is, like, we'll say this week, like, with, with the uh, Bengals, and the Rams. I'm a big momentum guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that girl had all the momentum. Yeah, she had all the momentum going world. to the Olympics. Like, you, like she, er, everyone believed that she was about to shock the world. Even she believed that she's like, yeah, I'm about to beat the hell out of these chicks, and I'm gonna get a gold medal. And you know, the fact that I just it it rubbed me wrong. The fact that that opportunity was taken away from her for something minor. Yeah. Because you never know what people are going through like that. Like well, imagine it being like like we said, you train four years to run nine seconds. Like, imagine how much stress that puts on you every day. Like, I mean, I would need something for that. If they told me that, hey, we're going to practice all, um, six months just for one game to play this year, that would stress the hell out of me. Well, Oof. and if I do remember correctly, um, the reason that she did smoke or the reason she admitted to being to, to smoking was because, like, she had, like, some family issue that had just happened from, with her mom or yeah, something her mom like just that. Passed. Like a mm-hmm. death, yeah. So, like, on top of the already strenuous activities, which practicing all the time is stress, like, you, have to, you go ahead and add, a, like, a death to an immediate family member to the mix, and that just is just a, it's a bad recipe. It was just it, dude. That was that's BS that week. And then, you know, um, still on the it, – it, me and my, my buddy is a huge basketball fan, and that week uh, the USA basketball team had lost to Nigeria and Australia. Oh, I think that was like the. Um, they were like exhibition games. Yeah, I remember and we were that. Just sitting there like, what the like we were watching like what the hell just happened like we had KD, uh, Devin Booker, all those cats that were losing, and that was you know that happened and then Conor McGregor broke his leg in oh, the yeah. biggest fight of the year and it was just complete that was the worst week of sports, I mean COVID is you know when everything shut down because COVID that's number one that was number two for me. It'd be tough like that, man. It'd be tough like that. It's a rough time, bro. It was a rough, it was a rough day. <laughs> the depression pod. That's all it was. We were, we were like, we were about to drink some of that bleach and just end it right oh, there. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. Man. Talking about a bad beat. We got, <laughs> we got deep. It was depressing, bro. So, man, what, okay, so what made y'all, you know, want to start the podcast? Like, what was the inspiration behind that? Okay, I'll, uh, the, the podcast was, uh, it was my idea. I'll, I'll take claim yep, for that. 100% was um, Trace. So I'm a big fan, you know, of like, I mean, we've talked about it. Like, I like, I like Bussin' with the Boys. Yeah. Um, the Taylor Lewan podcast and Will Compton. Uh, that always got, that, that started the wheel turning. 
And then, you know, when you kind of find something you like, you want to get more into other stuff. Then I started watching, like, Joe Rogan and the Pat McAfee show, and I just thought, I was like, you know, I could do this. Like, this would be fun. And having, like, because, you know, nobody really talks about stuff, like, in sports from our point of view, like the small school cats yeah. and everything. Like, I feel like, and it, I was like, you know, we could easily relate to people a hell of a lot more than some of these, you know, like, D1 dudes. That are, I mean, you know, like, if D1 dude had, starts his own thing, everybody's all cool in that. Like, you know, those guys, I mean, they're grinding and stuff, but, they, you know, they get, like, two grand a month, stipends, all that. Yeah. Like, we don't get a dang thing, bro. Like, we're out here in the mud trying to get it. Yeah, we, we're pulling life on the gutter, basically. <laughs> exactly. Concrete. And then um, I, I remember, like, you and, Bar- you and Vargas had just started a talk, the talk podcast. Well, yeah, shout out to the one-on-one, hey. And he, I, I came in one day because I was me and Vargas were talking about something football, and he's like, "Yeah, just uh, sit it, just sit down. We'll, I got to do this real quick, and we'll talk after." And then I was just like, "Watched you two do it." I was like, "Dude, I can definitely do this." And the the Open Prairie podcast was supposed to start off with me and Lucas Rockford, but you know, Rockford got busy. He claims it was my fault. It might have been. I don't know. And Nick was just walking to the uh, locker room one day. I was like, "Nick, you want to do a podcast?" And he's like. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, you guys are. And the open prairie was born. (laughs) (laughs) And there's been no turning back ever since. Simplicity, just like. Dude, how many people are in the world? 7.3 billion. 7.2 billion listen to our podcast. That's what we say, even though that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of people, man. You you find somebody right there. We're we're trying to get famous, bro. They're trying to get it. We're we're, we're diving out here and diving in the water head first, drowning, swimming, just. That was our thing. Nick was like, when we, we, we got together, and he was like, all right, so how do we do this? And I was like, Nick, if we're going to, like, we, we just got to do a full splash into the deep end. There's no tiptoe, and we're not <laughs> chilling in the shallow end for a minute. No, we're going to sink broke. or swim. Just go for broke. Just exactly. take our chances. Whatever we can do, whatever we can do. But that, that was the inspiration behind it. And, uh, you know, I had you and Vargas uh, show me how to, you know, operate everything and all that. So big shout-out to you guys because you guys play a, a huge part in that. Really, really are what yeah. allowed us to get off the ground, yeah. You guys got the they got the prairie off the ground and gave us the idea, you know, of how to get everything started, how it needs to be, and stuff like that, and, you know. Something happened in the neighborhood. Dude, <laughs> they're out here trying to get it. <laughs> they're rioting at Outlaws after that crap last weekend. No. <laughs> Karen's about to get it. Yeah, oh, man, it's a wrap. The biggest bust of the century. <laughs> Karen's going to Karen's gonna get it. But, yeah, uh, so really, I mean, just I, I know I haven't got to tell you, but thank you for, like, you guys, like, because y'all helped really get that stuff off the ground and get the, like, y'all really did help get the ball rolling a lot. Hey, man, we're just trying to do our community work and stuff, you know, just course, spread the man. love and everything. You know, the person who benefited the most from it is, like, Paul. He's finally having people use all this equipment. That's one thing that he wanted. He's just like, when I hear Paul, just like, hey, you know, can we use, like, the podcast studio for, like, you know, the talk podcast? He was just like, go ahead. That's great. You know, he taught me a lot of this stuff, like, how to operate, like, everything, and just been, you know, just rolling ever since and stuff. Exactly. And, like, I always, and I like, I love how y'all podcasts be because, like I said, you talking about NAIA, just athletes, like what we do. My funnest episodes was when um, we did the 101 is when we had those sports talks. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes we go deeper into mm-hmm. it. Those sports, like when we had, um, when I had Bowman on the show, we, Bowman and Cooley, and we just talked about Juco like back in California and like our first year at Cato. Like, those were like, just fun stories. Exactly, those were like my funnest yeah. episodes because you were with your homies and you were living like some good content. Like, good yeah, moments. For sure. And so, 
those are always like my fun episodes, just talking about sports and stuff. I agree, dude. Yeah. I agree completely. And we and we kind of dive into you know other stuff about like you know I mean we're big into like just stupid stuff like conspiracy theories and what's going on in the world and stuff like that. But I think I mean like that stuff is important. I, I would say our most interesting episodes are definitely with like those Cali JUCO guys. Oh yeah, no, because 100%. you know I mean for most people that don't know like if you play in like Mississippi Junior College or Kansas Junior College. Like, yeah, that's a grind. But that Cali Junior College is a whole different beast because those cats get nothing. Well, that is. I mean, like, we were talking to Jake about it uh, on our last episode, and he was, I mean, he was like, dude, I had teammates that, I mean, we were working graveyard shift to go into class. Like, you get about two hours of probably sleep. And you have eight dudes staying in a two-bedroom apartment and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's a different grind. And, you, you know, people don't really hear, I mean, yeah, there's last chance you, but they don't really, I, I think what that show does a bad job of is they don't put, like, the spotlight on those guys enough, like really, if you they would just you would be. I feel like that show would be a mat. I mean, it already is a big hit, but it'd be even bigger if they took it from the point of view of like a, a cat that is like full time working, sleeping in his car, just you know, trying to get it. Because let's see, <clears throat> the last season with the football was the with Laney. Mm-hmm. I yeah. felt like Laney should have got two seasons, mm-hmm. and then this should have been like their last two seasons should have been in SoCal. Yeah. Because it is a big difference. But they did, I will say, in Mulaney, you did see that, like, the struggle part of mm-hmm. it when you actually went on. Um, this one player had to, like, sleep in his car, basically, like, sleep in his car, like, work, like, hours and hours and stuff. So you did see that perspective finally, like, being shown mm-hmm. and, uh, in that season. And yeah. then I said that you, you saw it even, uh, even more so. When they switched over from bas- or from football to basketball, too, they really, really sh- they they showed it more so in the basketball one basketball season than just about in all the other football. Oh yeah, because um, that's how at Elac, which I still got finished that. That's the crazy thing. I, Dude, I, I still haven't finished it, but when um because Elac, like East Los Angeles mm-hmm. College, it was definitely getting deep into that season as well. And I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what sport you play, it's still like. It's still tough because, right. like I said, there's no dorms, no meal plans and stuff. These colleges, if, especially if you're out of state, I feel like it's tough for out of state. Big time. Not that many people talk about it, but I know when I was at Santa Monica and when we had out of state guys, like I was blessed that I had family out there. Mm-hmm. But I still had to travel like an hour just to get to my school. Mm-hmm. I had teammates to where they're out of state and they have to like, like, um, couch surf, mm-hmm. like different spots and stuff. And it's not like getting a job's easy out there. The rents just <laughs> rents terrible Ungodly. out there. That's <laughs> what a single bed is. So, so that struggle itself, really seeing it for those who are out of state and most of their family, like not there to really help them, that's like a completely different grind. Especially, I think the worst one actually was one of my teammates. He's not even from the country, man, from Italy. And he was out here, like, just playing football and stuff. He had to couch surf a lot. Like I said, he didn't have them. He don't have no family here. So it was really a struggle for him. His biggest thing was just trying to get that scholarship so he can go to the college to really just have a place to stay. Yeah, for real. some type of stability. A better opportunity, you know? Yeah, that's the thing that I was just like, man, this is... This isn't for the <laughs> this ain't for the week, man. Exactly. It dude. takes some real, like, guts to really put yourself through all of this. Just to possibly, it's not even guaranteed you get a scholarship. Right. It's not exactly, even guaranteed. Yeah. Just for some coach to like see you, then like I said, you gotta make sure you're on point with the academics and stuff so you're eligible to go to actually. It's just a lot of things, man. Yeah, dude, for sure. And, and that's, I, I think that, like, I mean, that that's too what I like about our show. And I mean, you know, kind of like yours is like, 
most people think like you know when they think NAI they just think bad thoughts and stuff like that. But there's like we I, I feel like what I what we try to do is shed a light on all the opportunities we have. Like for you, like I mean, you got all these projects going on with talk neighborhood, um, <clears throat> all the committees in school you're on. Like you found your passion and stuff at a small school that most people you know hate on for going. And I feel like what this like environment stuff allows us to do is shed like the positive aspects on it. Because you talk to, I mean, we like we talked to Jake, and all, I mean, you hear his story of all this like last week, all the schools he went through, and you know, certain events that led him to come here, and it's just like just the positive impact that that has had on him. Oh, and this man loves this. He exactly. loves Atlanta, man. Mm-hmm. He to, loves Atlanta. But that's Got great. To. That's great for him, knowing what like, Jake had to go through just to get to this point, and. Because, well, these big schools, they just get all the media publicity and stuff, exactly. okay? It's For so sure. easy to just look at it. Just like, oh, man, look at this school. Like, it's a big school. Got all these students, all, all the parties, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes the little things matter, man. For real, like, dude. I like, completely agree. You'll hear people be like, oh, there's not that much to do out here. And former teammate, um, um, Fletch, shout out to Fletch, he told me this. He was like, at the end of the day, your experience here is only good if you make it good. Right. He said, don't let nobody else like talk shit about, you know, don't yeah. let nobody else talk shit about the school, man. Sure. However your experience is, is the experience that you, is how you make it. So if you lame, if you're a lame person, it's going to be a lame experience. Of course school goes up. The school's a building. Mm-hmm. This is a whole, you know, this is a campus. Okay. It can't be lame. It's how you interact with it. Exactly. So when I heard that, I was just like, you know what? You're right and stuff. Let me give myself a great college experience at a small school. I've been having fun, man. Exactly. I mean, the grass is greener where you water it. Right. You know what I'm saying? There we go. Like, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of most people don't realize just because you know they're on TV all the time and they get you know, like stipends and all that. But there's dudes in Power Five that are miserable that wish they could have the experience that we have. Yeah. Where we actually like enjoy going to school every day and have all these opportunities to be involved in something other than just football. And like, yeah, exactly. Like away from football, like this really is like a, a, a family type community. Like all of us, all of us boys, we really, we really are brothers, and everyone rides for each other. And like, even like the people that we hang out with away from our our specific sports program, like everyone's hella chill. All the athletes are really chill with each other, you know. And it's just it just creates a really good you know family atmosphere for everybody and everyone. Everyone really kind of works together and has a really good time with it. Yeah, man. Shout out to Kato. Shout out to Kato. Shout out to Kato. There you go, man. Make your fam. Make this shit way better. (laughs) (laughs) Way better than ours. A little little, um, soundboard. Exactly. I have to go online, download them, put it up on here and stuff. It came in clutch. Children's is grinding, baby. I've been grinding. That's all, you know, like on this episode saying, all my life, grinding all my life. Shout out to Nick. Exactly, bro. All right, y'all. Guess what we're coming up with? Super Bowl. Oh. Let's go ahead and talk about some current. We got a lot, a lot of, a lot of things we happening in the football world. A big time, we'll big let's, time. Let's um, we'll go talk about um, the Super Bowl first. Joe Butter. Yeah, Joe Shiesty. Yes, sir. Versus Matthew Stafford, man. Who you got, Nick? Listen, I like Joe Burrow. I like what he's been doing, but at the end of the day, Matt Stafford is my boy. That dude, arm talent. Arm talent, unlike any other, Detroit wasted the majority of his t- career, just like they did Megatron and Barry Sanders. Yeah. And you're seeing, you know, what's a, what what's what's possible for when Detroit has a franchise-type superstar able to leave his first year away from Detroit, and he's in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, the arm talent's true. there. 
the uh, the the playmakers around him are there, and I I think anything short of a Super Bowl this year at this point for Matt Stafford is kind of looked at as as a loss or a disappointment, and that's I mean that's that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, okay. I got gotcha. you. I'm gonna uh, I'll say this. You know the Rams, the matchup is definitely in their favor in every position. Um, you know they got the better receivers, they got the better DBs. They got the better D-line. They got the better O-line. But, I mean, it's hard to, you know, turn away from all that the Bengals have done this year. I mean, these dudes – and it's one thing I don't think – like, people don't talk about it enough. These cats were on the road every playoff game. Did not play one home playoff game. They won a playoff game and gave up nine sacks. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's hard to do that. Like, the, I, don't, I don't think there's been a team – I think the last team that did that was like in the early 2000s, where they played all their playoff games on the road. The uh, and won every one the of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They did. Yes. They won it from the wild card. Nah, they had a home game against the Raiders. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Okay. They yeah, that was a home game. game. They yeah, had one home yeah, yeah. game. But, but the Raiders mean, don't count. Raiders don't count. Yeah, Raiders don't count. Yeah. Sorry, Property Jake. Franchise. Yeah, sorry, Rock- <laughs> sorry, Rockford. Sorry, Rockford, Jake, all you Raider all- fans out there. You guys are gonna make it, but not anyways. Back, to, you're not in the Super Bowl. We're not gonna give you time. But, like I said, I'm a momentum guy. And when your stuff is just going, I mean, I'm going to go with a hot hand. And right now, the Bengals, they dude, just they're, just, they're finding a way to win. Oh, what Coach Hall used to say. Hey, the bang, hey, the piss is steaming hot. Exactly. Man. Boiling hot right Boiling. now. They are, <laughs> they are amped up. And it helps, though. Like, I think, you know, most people talk about, you know, that Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against Tennessee and what happened in the Chiefs game and all that. That dude does not the, – the chip on that man's shoulder is so big, it blocks out all the noise. He does not care about anything else. I mean, you see, you hear him mic'd up. He tells all his coaches, give me the ball in the last two minutes, we're going to win the game. All, that's all, all you got to do. Is win. And that's – if you, like, watch their play style, like, that's why he fits so well into there because their, their play style as a team, it's kind of like watching, like, one of those old-school Rocky movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, dogs. like I'll say in, in the first Rocky when he when he played – uh, first fights Apollo Creed, mm. and Apollo Creed is just sitting there, just beating the hell out of him, beating the hell out of him, knocking him down. And then, and like the la- in the last round, Apollo Creed knocks Rocky down, and he gets up and he starts celebrating, and goes and stands on the ropes and throws his hands up. And then he turns around, and his uh, corner man tells him he's getting, he's screaming at Apollo, he's getting up, he's getting up, he's getting up. And he turns around and he looks at him and he just like his his soul just leaves his body. That's what the Bengals do when they play people. Yeah. It's like you, they like cats to be like you can get on a, up on us twenty one nothing twenty one three, going into half, but they just start chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and then they get all they get this tidal wave of momentum because all, all those you know just chipping away at somebody leads up to a big blow, and that's and then they just execute on that big blow and they don't miss it. And that's, I mean, that's put them in a great position to win. They're like, they don't care about what goes on in the first three quarters of the game. They're like, as long as in two minutes we are still in a position to win the game. And if that's what it comes down to in the Super Bowl, I'm going with the Bengals all the way. Look, it's hard to bet against a man that nickname is Joe Shiesty. Exactly, bro. Come on, bro. That's the hardest nickname. I will say this. I fell in love with Joe Burrow this season. I did, too. I did, too. (laughs) Because he was not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback and stuff. I would say I really fell in love with him. And I, I fell in love with Patrick Mahomes this season, too. After what he did with the Bills, that's like cold-hearted, just mm-hmm. ended the whole, ended everything. I was like, okay, that takes a lot of, that, that, you build different. But Joe Shiesty, Joe Br- 
You know him? Yeah, exactly. That, that man. Joey Joey Montana. <laughs> Whoa, okay, we give him too much credit. <laughs> I don't know. He he for real. I mean, he he slinged a rock. He he threw it around the ballpark and he got some just some receivers that catch the ball pretty well. Oh, Jamar man, Chase, T. Higgins, looks, like, Joe Mixon. That man's like, whole career what? changed after he played UCF at LSU. UCF is the reason why we got this man. Exactly. That, after that, after, after he got the like linebacker stands crap over beat out yeah. of him, yeah. and the linebacker stands over him and is talking crap to him, something just Snapped. something that moment just clicked, and he was like, it, "It's over." Yeah, he just, we messed around and put Macaulay Culcom in the Super Bowl. Who? Who? Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's the crazy thing, man. Like that one moment. It's crazy to think like what would happen if he never if that never happened. Would we ever even get this, Joe? If that never happened, that man is just his whole story, just everything where he comes from, and you know what he went through. He claims the Ohio State Buckeyes as like his college team bothers me a little bit. I think the thing though with that is he didn't want to leave there. Yeah, but he did see there was no opportunity for him. I mean, look. The, they give credit Cardio Jones, to, right? That's who the, they that's had. The they had the Bra- Braxton Miller. Cardio Jones. Who was no, the other Cardio, one? No, I think. I think no. Dwayne, was Haskins there? It was, there J- yet, it was no? JT. Uh, well, JT Barrett. Barrett. JT, JT Barrett, Barrett yep, was the yep. starter. Dwayne Haskins was the uh, the backup. And then, and then Cardio Jones was there too. No, Cardio right? Jones. Cardio, he, was he was done. done. He was done. And then Joe Burrow was a third string quarterback. Yeah, there we go. Think about like whoever recruited those guys. That is three first round talents in well, one room. That's well. Look at the, what was Ooh. Ohio State this year when they had uh, 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 Stroud and then the other guy who just transferred and then Quinn Ewers as well. Like all in the same quarterback room, all like within a year of each other. And I don't know why Quinn Ewers like committed to Ohio State. Yeah, that was. And a then bad he transferred. And he transferred to Texas. It's messed up, bro. Okay, well, I'm just going to say this right now. Down, is, with, d- down with Texas. Texas down, down with Texas. Down nobody with cares about Texas. Down. Oh, nobody, nobody cares about Texas, man. Right, Texas is lame. Texas I, is lame. <laughs> Texas is a lame state in general and stuff. I do want to shout out that. Except for Houston. Uh, except for Houston. The, the Kansas football Jayhawks beat Texas in football this year. 57-56. That makes people mad. But who you got, my boy? Man, it's... I'm gonna be satisfied no matter who wins. Exactly. I ain't gonna cap. But like just imagine like a Super Bowl like a Super Bowl shirt that says like Joe Shiesty on Joe top. Shiesty. That's gonna be valuable. So I would definitely like to get my hands on that. I'm going with the Bengals. Hell yeah. Because like they just got that swag to them, bro. Like that's the crazy thing. Like they got that swag to them. Uh they <laughs> feeling themselves, they know what they got. It's that LS, that LSU connection, man. I they, just wanna I wanna know what they're gonna do and what the Rams plan to do with back yet. Because Jalen Ramsey is a lockdown corner. Do you take him and you put him on Jamar Chase? Yes, or do you, you put have him to. on or I mean, because that's what everybody's been trying to do. They like the Chiefs put Tyron Matthew on uh Jamar Chase. We saw what happened there. The Titans put Kevin Byard on Jamar Chase. We saw what happened there. And T. Higgins just goes off when they do that. Because they leave you're him one on one. You're, for, you're forgetting yeah. about Eric Weddle though, over there on the other side of the back end there for oh, I I think know, bro. Jalen Ramsey's gonna be on Jamar Chase the whole game. You can call that right now. I think you, ha- you have to do it that way. I mean think, he's too risky. That man's too good. If you watch it, he's too good at the top of the yeah. at the top he's at his best when he gets to the top of his routes, because that's when he starts doing, you know, that Ocho Cinco stuff where he just starts doing this crazy stuff with his feet and get open. Yeah. Oh. I feel like Jalen Ramsey is going to be matched up with him, which I feel like it's going to be a good battle and stuff. Oh, I'm still sure. going to give my – Jalen Ramsey's way too good of a cornerback for prime. me to be like – And he's in his prime too, so I'm like – I'm not going to be like, oh, man, Jamal Chase is going to torture him. Jamal Chase, he might get like a good ball on him like Mike Evans did. Which right. that, yeah, yo, that's yeah. the one. That football is going to be a lot of money. 
Exactly. A lot Tom of money Brady's in the future. Last ever touchdown. It's gonna be a lot of money, fam. That thing's gonna be selling for a million. Last Dude. touchdown, and against Jalen Ramsey. Like on Jalen Ramsey. On Jalen yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, that's gonna be expensive. But exactly, anything. bro. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how how often Joe Burrow is gonna have enough time to be able to get the ball off with the with the front seven that the Rams can put up against that Bengals offensive line. We'll find out later. Yeah, it's, this game's gonna be one of the trenches, man. Because I will, will say, I mean, of course, you got Von Miller. You got Lennon Floyd, you got Aaron Donald, you got, um, I don't know the other dude's name. He's but good, like, too. He's good, too. So you do, like, a f- good, like, f- like pass-rushing team and also, like, run like run defense. The front seven is definitely legit. But I will say this. I love Aaron Donald. He's a good defensive lineman. Savage, bro. He's but the best player in the NFL. people really, the only time people really talk about him is when he's making plays. And this, this is the old lineman coming out at me. When you watch film and stuff, there are times where you see this man AD get completely taken out the play. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it's a double team. Sometimes it's a triple team. Exactly. But ain't nobody notices when this man just one-on-one gets whooped. And I've seen – there are times I've seen him get whooped one on Against the Niners, there are times when that guard completely just, like, locked him down. I mean, look what Quentin Nelson – I mean, I get it. Quentin Nelson's been an all-pro since he's been in the league. But Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson was locking him down. Yeah, like – well, when you put, like, an elite guard against, like, AD, you'll see, like, some stuff just like, wow, I did not know he was like that. I'm just mm-hmm. like, but it's it's tough going against him. But the only time people talk about this man is when he's going, like, when he makes the places. So that's any D-lineman well, in general. I do exactly. want, so I, I saw this, this metric uh, last night, and it was quarterback pressures uh, for players entering the league or since, like, 2017. His is high, and it did. It did. It did. I don't, I don't remember everyone's numbers, but I remember the top two were Jordan Cameron or Cam Jordan New, with New Orleans. He had like 370 quarterback pressures in the last five years. Aaron Donald was first place, mind you. Cameron Jordan was second place with 370 some. Aaron Donald had 562 quarterback pressures in the last six that, seasons. That's, that's scary. That that's that's scary. a lot of quarterback pressures. That's scary because that's like a three four front. So this man's like. Not even like on the edge. He's like right. inside and just and that's the thing that's scary, bro. man. Like he's inside. Dude, pressure from the outside versus inside completely different. Because yeah, because especially if you get like quarter like pressure in that quarterback's lap, like ob- at that point you see so many quarterbacks when they that's when they try to leave the pocket early or just get the heck out of there. A lot of those guys are good with li- like like you said, pressure from the inside and pressure from the outside is different. Like I feel like on the outside you give up a lot of leverage, and you have to. Because of how far, I mean, those guys, you see how wide guys line up. It is just, like, insane, you know? And then you're in one-on-one, so there's no point of, you, you can't bump somebody off and all that crap. But I, I agree with that, what you say is, like, the the out pressure from outside and inside is two different things because it's, it's, it is insane. But, I mean, I don't, I think that it'll be, I think that the Bengals will be able to pull it off because, I mean, you look what the, the Chiefs would do. The Chiefs would try to pressure Joe Burrow all day. And they just start throwing screens in the RPO game, getting yeah. 30, 40 yards. So it, they're, they're a dangerous mix, that's for sure. But we'll, we'll see. It'll be an interesting game. I don't think it'll be a blowout like everyone thinks it's going to be. No, it's going to be a – we're going to be in the tree. It's going to be a good yeah, game, and stuff, be, I believe. We're going to be getting in it. Like, this is the Rams team that you would like to see in the Super Bowl. Not that um, – they went against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. If there, if there was ever a Rams team that could win a Super Bowl, it's this one. And, but think about it. No matter what, we're all going to be satisfied. OBJ and Matthew Stafford have a chance to win the ring. Yeah. What? 80? After all they went through, Jalen Ramsey gets a ring. Mm-hmm. What? Then you can look at the other side. Like, well, Joe Burrow, second year after coming back from a torn ACL, can get a ring. Jamar Chase, first season, get a ring. 
Technically still a rookie. So yeah. if you look at Joe Burrow, technically still a rookie because half of those teams he hasn't even played. Man, this is his first true. time playing them. So no matter what, we're gonna be satisfied, man. This Super Bowl is I'm gonna excited. be great. But there sadly there isn't no calm before the storm. No, no like, sir. The NFL yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. You wanna talk about kicking off on Black History Month with a lot of a lot of controversy. A lot of allegations. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things are happening, man. I, all I know is um we have a text. There's a whole situation with Brian Flores, who is a head coach candidate. Um what teams was it? It was an issue with the Dolphins, which the Dolphins, it's, I ain't gonna lie. The Dolphins? Dolphins, the, the Giants, Giants. I think the Jets. I think the Broncos. Nobody cares about the Jets. I think it's the hey, Broncos. Man, man. I don't know. From what claims, well, you know, sources t- stated about the whole situation is that Brian Flores got a text from uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was congratulating him about getting the head coaching job at um, New York. Brian Flores was kind of confused because it was like, well, I got my interview. Coming up, mm-hmm. I mean, interviewed him. Then Bill Belichick just like, oh no, I texted Ron Brian, and then yeah, yeah. So it's now I got messy because this man basically getting an interview for a head coaching position just to find out that even before he got interviewed, they, they, they already have that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's strike one. Strike two, from what we're hearing, is his interview with the Broncos is that the owner. And like GM were both like intoxicated at the meeting, and so wasn't a very professional meeting that was happening and stuff. Right. And um, what's the third one? Oh, the Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins. Um, well, we heard that the owner was willing to pay. Oh yeah, Brian a hundred k the tank for the season. But each game they lost, he get a hundred k the tank. And Hugh Hugh Jackson also said something similar of the Cleveland Browns while he was there. Mind you, this man Hugh Jackson went like three and thirty-one in his time in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, but the Browns organized. Ain't nobody win that Browns team. <laughs> didn't care, that dude. Time. But Hugh, if you watch Hard Knocks that the Browns did, like when he, Hugh Jackson talks about, like, oh yeah, they did that same thing to me. But if you watch the Hard Knocks with that, the men in that locker room did not respect him. One, so you knew it was going to be just terrible. Two, Tyrod Taylor got hurt uh, early and. They tried to still keep playing him instead of just – I mean, I get it. You don't want to throw your first-round number one pick in the fire before he's ready. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't you can't put somebody out there that can't compete. Yeah, that so that, that was a huge Jackson. That, 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 that one did piss me off. But the, the Brian Flores thing, man, I, I agree that it is – it's very messed up the way they did that, man. And, I mean, what, especially in the NFL, the a lot of the coaching thing – it's and it, you can see it now. It's it's it really is about who you know. Like guys will hire their buddies and stuff like that so they can get more of a say so and all that. Yeah. But when I, I I'm a big believer when the guy's best for the job, he's best for the job. I mean, look what that man did for the Dolphins organization. Like yeah, they might not be you know like ready to win a Super Bowl, but they're contenders now at least. Well, this man was able to get like the last. The previous two seasons, the Dolphins were in playoff contentions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One of the seasons to where. This man, quarterbacks with Ryan Fitzpatrick and a rookie, two are talking about, and they rotated and got them to 10 wins. Had they beat the Bills, they would have been in the playoffs. Exactly. And then this season, there was, what, 0-7 at one point? And next year, you know, eight-game win streak. Eight-game win streak. And then out of the blue, you just feel like he got fired and stuff. Because when I heard that, I was like, okay, now this is just a dumb decision. Because who are you actually going to find? (laughs) Somebody that's committed like that. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm like, bro, this man took was able to get those players. Cause think about it. if you go zero and seven, it's just like oh, it's all right. yeah. Everybody, we're, we're, we're talking about what point. we're doing. It you know for uh, after week seventeen, where's the vacation spot? Yeah, but he was able to get those guys to still compete and like to play hard to get like to go on that streak. And you can see that they improved better. Like each game, they got better and better and mm-hmm. better. So it's like when I hear like the stories about like oh man, the owner was like got upset because he wouldn't tank and stuff. I'm like. It's all about integrity at this point. Exactly. And this man just had too much integrity for you. Well, the fact that you want to bribe a coach to tank so you can just get, like, draft picks and draft picks. I'm like, but I understand, like, rebuilding. Or, like, franchise rebuilds always happen and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this man, Flores, it's his philosophy is just like, you know, we'll do a rebuild and we'll get the pieces that we need to get. But I'm going to respect these men and their ambitions and we'll go play as if we're trying to win the championship. Right. Exactly. We might not have the pieces, but we're still going to play hard. And that's I'm how you build a championship exactly. team. So when you hear that stuff, I'm just like, one. Uh, Fact of the matter is, is the Dolphins weren't very far off from being a competitive playoff team. Yeah, uh, they weren't. They're, I mean, they've been, be the past two you, years, they've been one win away from being in it. Yeah, and that's one crazy. Win. Because and they their had roster's not super talented. You look at you look at that team and, you know, outside of, outside of a few guys, you really can't even, like, name people on the roster. Yeah, it's not like a talented roster, but the fact that, yeah. It's Matt Flores able to get them men to play mm-hmm. as hard as they can. At a high level, to, too. A high level to get like, a chance to go to the playoffs. That's impressive. I know, like, my pops, like, he's a Dolphins fan and stuff. He was, he's a, he been a fan for a while. He saw the, um, what is it, 72 team? It was a team. They they undefeated went, team. When yeah, they, yeah, yeah. he, he witnessed that whole yeah. thing and stuff. And I remember I brought it up just like, Dad, how you feel about your Dolphins? He's like, <sighs> So I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. <laughs> Dude, they're letting a good man walk out the door because of pride. That's what they're doing. That's and it's just it, – it, the NFL is a messed up it, – it's a messed up gig when it comes to that with coaches because you look at a guy like – here's my thing. You have a guy like Brian Flores, squeaky clean guy, can build a culture for a team, knows how to get his players to buy in and everything. You pass that, and he has turned your culture of your franchise around and turned you into contenders where you're, I mean, yeah, you didn't get in the playoffs, but you're right there. Like, you are, you're right in the mix of being in it. Like, one more year, you're probably in it. But then you have, and then you have a guy like Urban Meyer who goes into Jacksonville and from day one had all these problems with the team. And then you see on social media, this man's at a bar with college girls all up on him. Keep in fact, he's married. Yeah, yeah, hmm. It has no control, and at Florida, like yeah, he won it for it. But that was because, I, that strictly was because I think they had a they had a good nucleus leadership. But there was tr- look at all the guys that were on that team. The only one that wasn't in trouble was Tim Tebow. We need like a thirty for thirty on that Florida team. Exactly, it's but boring. like how, I, I don't understand how, and I think <laughs> it's a it's a controlling aspect of you know, or like I mean, it takes a lot of integrity to you know turn down a hundred k loss. Some people couldn't do that. A good a good coach, a good quality coach you want to play for is somebody that can do that. Yeah. And the fact is, there are a lot of coaches in this league that would tank for that. I'm sure there's a Instead lot of Instead of, you know, trying to, trying to compete. Maybe they just switched up the little draft thing. Because certain, like, leagues, like NBA, they got, like, the lottery draft and stuff to where you might not even be, like, the worst team in the league, but it doesn't guarantee, like, the number one spot and stuff. Because tanking... In general, I feel like it's just like, but you just disrespecting your players at that point. Exactly. Like that's that's just too much politics when it comes to like the NFL. Like, it's like it just be way too much politics. But that 
that whole situation right there is like bad. At the end of the day, like the only, the only head coach right now that's the only two minority head coaches that's Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. and, and Mama Vera. Mm-hmm. And so it looks bad. And then like you have a, a lot of these coaching vacancies and you're getting all these like interviews and stuff. And a lot of these interviews, you know, they have black black coaches like as candidates, but it's just to please the Rudy Rule. Yeah, yeah. So think, that way they don't get in trouble. Yeah. Way, you yeah. think about it, you take away the Rudy Rule and you probably won't see it. If Mike Thomas was, if one. Mike Thomas were to retire and you take away the Rooney Rule, you will not see any black coaches in the NFL. Yeah, unless, that's a messed up fact. Unless it's some uh, minority candidate like buys a franchise. To where, if I'm correct, isn't somebody for sale? I think, um, I think they said the Broncos are for sale. I think the Broncos. Yeah, actually, yeah. I've seen that. Now that, now that you're uh, thinking about it, I did Dude, see I, that I, earlier we in the week. Li- I agree with you. And, like, you know, looking at the whole coaching thing with that, it, it's messed up. Look at what, look what happened to the poor man, Deshaun Watson. Like, that that is that is a case that is me- I feel like that is probably one of the most I think messed up cases of prof- that we will see a professional athlete get for the fact of really there's no facts in this in his ordeal and where I respect him is the dude showed up was still showing up in training camp practicing and some of the practices wasn't even playing quarterback was the scout team free safety yeah but it's just because of you know. He didn't want to be the He didn't want to be there and all that. And then you you throw all this BS on top of him to try to keep him there. The whole situation, I just felt like it just wasn't, it didn't sit right because the moment he talked about, you know, there was talks about him not wanting to be Houston no more, then all these allegations just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so if he wanted to stay in Houston, would these allegations still come out? No. Why have these allegations, like, Come out soon. Like it's just the fact that the moment he said he didn't want to be in Houston, all these allegations happen. And I'm like, so if he wanted to stay in Houston, would these ever come out? Because God forbid, say hypothetically it did happen, would they really keep quiet if you know he wanted to stay out of the Texan? Because then uh, now we got a problem now. At the end of the day, it doesn't even matter what he does. It's just you don't want to lose this person, so you're just going to keep him locked up until like the contract like finishes, and then he can just leave. Mm-hmm. Like that, that right there is like dirty. So like, it's just way too much politics, man. I, and, I think it's that, and we have owners that think you know they own a team, but you don't own the people on the team. Exactly. That's man. the problem that we're seeing, and that goes with coaches, players, training staff. Everything you have owners out there that they think they own the players of the team mm-hmm. when they just own the team. Yeah, it's it's bad, bro. It's bad. It's bad. All right, we're gonna get close to wrapping up the show. Just gonna ask one final question. You know, what's the, what's the current goals looking like for the you know for y'all personally or like for the Open Prairie, man? <clears throat> you want to go first? Yeah. Stoner Nick? So yeah, Stoner Nick speaking. So. <laughs> Personally, we're, we're talking about, so I'm coming up on my final year of my undergrad here at Kansas Wesleyan, so personally, I'm trying to trying to carry carry this momentum into next fall. Hopefully, I'm the starter, you know, have a good spring here. Personally, as far as football is concerned, I want to run for for over for over 1,000 yards, 15, 20 touchdowns. Would be would be cool. Graduate in Christmas with my exercise science degree, and then We'll go from there, seeing if maybe I'll continue to play out my eligibility here at Kansas Wesleyan football, or if I go ahead and we'll get straight into strength and conditioning and try to GA somewhere, possibly here or another school. And I'm just going to continue to try to bring, you know, good energy to Open Prairie. Like I really enjoy doing it. I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity that Trace gave me to help him out with it. It's a lot of fun. And, yeah, that's that's about it for me. I'm just 
out here trying to have a good time and get through life, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, my, my goal, really, number one is win a national championship. Yeah. That's, a, that's all me, I care about. Let me put about. that out there. That's, that's the number one for me. I, I don't really, you know, that's the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. I don't care about nothing else uh, for football. Like, that, that's it for me. And uh, as for the show, I would say, uh, you know, I want to get it uh, bigger, you know, get on more platforms. Uh, like we talked about earlier before this, starting a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, just kind of expanding our horizons and, I mean, getting involved with, you know, some sponsorships if we can and stuff like that. I mean, just to, just really just give people a good time and a stress. I just want to make people laugh at the end of the day. That That's the goal for me is just make – if I know I made somebody laugh and I made somebody happy and took them out of their miserable life for an hour, that's perfect with me. I can I can live with that. But, um, yeah, that, and then, you know, after, I mean, this is my last season too, but there's still, you know, there's still some fight left in this dog, so <laughs> try to go see if I can get a deal overseas or Arena League or something like that. I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling done yet. That's the thing. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. All right, man. Well, I hope, you know, the best. Definitely get that national championship, bro. You too. You yeah, I might, I might, you, I might bro. not be on the field, but, you know, wherever I'm at. Dude, you'll be there. We know you. We, will. we know we'll you'll fly, be We will fly 100%. you out to be there. You can room with Vargas or me. Uh, Coach Vargas. Coach Vargas. Shout yes. out. And shout out to Coach Vargas. Hey. K Dub legend. He is a legend, man. He's just he's just that guy. He's just that guy. Well, thank y'all for hopping up in the neighborhood and stuff. I guess it's time for the prairie to you know. Well, we'll go leave the prairie here. We'll, we'll leave it here. here. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't match the whole theme of the. Neighborhood, but sometimes sometimes you just need diversity and stuff. You, mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Get, you need those try-hard white guys in the neighborhood sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you just need it, bro. You just need that gritty, the gritty wars. Come over mm-hmm. and need some sugar or something. We'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go ahead and make sure, as always, if you love this illustrious content, click the bell notification on either Apple Music, my bad, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, you can also follow me at my social medias, which will be in the description below. Oh, my, might as well plug. Y'all got to do your plugs. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to listen to our show um, after you listen to The Neighborhood or the talk podcast that our friend DeAndre does, because he's a multicultural man. He's got his pins and everything. He's working. He's grinding his tail off. And when you guys get done, you have those serious talks with him. You know, why don't you just come over to the prairie, hang yes, out for a bit, and see? we'll see if we can make you laugh. Um, we are on, you can follow us on Spotify at the Open Prairie Podcast, and our Twitter is also at the Open Prairie Podcast. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys, if you are, if you enjoy what you've heard today, just swing on over, and we will glad to have anybody. We, were, we are taking everybody. We are not picky. There we go. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, make sure y'all stay tuned for next week. We're going to have a new episode and a new guest in the neighborhood. Everybody have a good one. See ya.